Shipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Find your funny this week with a $20 improv drop-in class at the Second City Training Center in Chicago. Your first drop-in is on us. Use the code TESTDRIVE, no space between test and drive, for a free improv (laughs) drop-in any Sunday at 7 p.m. For more information, go to secondcity.com slash TC or call 312-664-3959 to register. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... The theme this week is uh, incompatible communication styles. Wonderful. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen, 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 Jen. Oh my God, I am so excited to do this. For many reasons. Yes. And the biggest reason is a selfish one, and that Trin is going to update me on her therapist situation. I am officially breaking up with my therapist. Oh, this is so juicy. Last week, you told us your therapist was doing great things for you, but was annoying the crap out of you. Right. And this past session, I've discovered that she's just bonkers. What? So I don't I don't know what word to use to describe this person. I'm okay. saying bonkers just because it sounds fun and silly. I Trin hasn't told me any of this yet, so you're gonna get real reactions here. Uh she just dropped her pen on the ground. I don't care about my pen. <laughs> I don't fucking need it. What I need is to update you guys on the situation. So oh boy. So I walked into therapy and it was a normal, pretty normal session. And I've been doing my best to not encourage her because as you know from last week, if you listened last week, she tends to talk about herself a lot. Like a lot. Which is strange for a therapist. So this week I gave her no opportunity to do so. So I would just keep talking. And then when I stopped, I would ask her a question about what I just said. And she was visibly getting antsy that she hadn't been talking, which was strange. But not the strangest thing that happened. So, <laughs> Jen's face, she, her mouth is just making a little surprised O. I'm, I'm doing a face story. <laughs> I'm doing a story with my face. And the story of this face is what? <laughs> so, uh, I struggle with depression, you know. But I also, uh, you know, I, I feel like everybody reaches a certain point in their life when they think about the world too much and they are therefore uh, unable to feel too optimistic about it. And that is where I am, too. Uh, It's not like a daily problem, but I brought it up. I was like, I think that I am a cynical person. And I was explaining to her why that affects me, all this stuff. (laughs) And she says, well, do you think that people are good? And I was like, that's a really big question. You know, I think that that's like a philosophical question that I don't know that I can answer. And she said, I know that people are good. Let me tell you why. I don't mean to toot my own horn or anything. Oh, no. What? But. What? One time, my neighbor, whom I don't know that well, but my neighbor, got divorced from her husband, who is a jerk. And I don't know why she would, swear to God. She's like, I don't even know why she was so upset about it. Her husband was terrible. Swear to God, this is what she says to me. And the husband was taking this neighbor's dog with him when he left. And she's very upset about that. 
And I decided it was up to me to solve it. So I went on a jog. I'm jogging one day and I see a dog. Oh, oh no. Trin, no. Swear to God. Cute little dog. She, she didn't. She took the dog home. She washed the dog, put a new collar and leash on the dog. And then she wrote a note and she wrote something. She says this. She goes, I don't know exactly what I wrote, but it was something like, if you don't take me in, I'm just going to hang myself. What? Swear to God. Holy. F- oh, my God. She oh my sticks God. the note on the door, rings the doorbell, leaves the dog tied onto the, the thing, goes home. The neighbor calls her. And the neighbor says, I don't know what happened, but there's this dog here and a note. And I, and I'm to begin as the therapist, I being a therapist, you know, I was like, you know, I think it's time for you to let some love into your life. Fuck. Take that so dog in and, uh, and just, and, and, and live your life, you know. And it's been five years and she still doesn't know it was me and she loves that dog. And I stop and I go, so the dog didn't have a collar on? And she said, oh, no, 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 not at all. And I'm like, do you think that it belonged to somebody in the neighborhood? And she goes, no, I mean, he didn't have a collar on. So she stole someone's dog. She definitely stole a dog. Tied it to her divorced neighbor's house that she doesn't know very well. Told the divorced neighbor that the dog's going to, quote, hang himself if she doesn't take the dog in. And then the neighbor doesn't know her that well. Obviously, the neighbor saw her do this. Why would she call that person? If she, you know what I'm saying? There is so much wrong with this story. I know. All compounded by the fact that this is a woman that's professionally supposed to give you wisdom and advice and hear you out. So like half of me is like, this is horrifying. Another half of me is like, this is incredibly funny. And then another half of me is like, I should stay in therapy and try to get her to talk to me. (laughs) You know, last week when I joked like you need a therapist for your therapist, it's not a joke anymore. So I, I, uh, I was, she was like, okay, so let's set up something for next week. Oh, <laughs> like she, oh okay. <laughs> like she launched right into let's set up something for next week. Oh, okay. Normal person. Let's definitely talk more about this next week. So I go, um, you know what? It's my dad's birthday. So like, I'm just gonna, I don't know what the plans are yet. I'll get in touch. So I canceled my therapy with her this week. I'm trying to figure out, I'm, I'm going to break up with her over text. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You're definitely going to break up with her over text. And if, a, if an animal appears on your doorstep that threatens to hang itself. Can you fucking believe that? You know who, it's, who it was. Like sometimes I will exaggerate stuff to make it funnier for the show. This is. Yeah. I, I, yeah. This is not one of those times. I am experiencing my third wave of shock here. I know. So, you know, on the show, when we talk about therapy and we say we know there are bad therapists out there. Yes. Here we we just found one. So like I, I so so everyone. So I I hope that you find this both horrifying and funny, and I also hope that what you take away from this, and this is why I want to keep this in the show and not delete it, is because therapists are people too, and sometimes they're fucking bonkers, and incorrect, and incorrect. Oh my god, I want to go hug Mavi now. Like it's so many levels of bad, and I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, like there were so many questions I wanted to ask her, like. Do you think that it was up to you to decide that she was ready to get a new dog? Do you think that it was your choice to decide which dog would be hers? Do you think that this was a good time to put guilt on her about adding another member to her family? Do you think it was okay to intervene? Right. Did she ask your help? 
Do you think it, do you think maybe you really inserted yourself in a situation that had nothing to do with you? Like there was so, there was so much incorrect about it. Do you think maybe the fact you use the fact that you're a therapist as license to take this way too far? Holy shit, Jen, that is it. That is the one. <sighs> yeah. So, so yeah. So, um, I am in the market for a new therapist. Hey, anyone out there? <laughs> if, uh, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> get in touch. Oh, also, I was like, oh, I'm going to go, because um, uh, she, she knows I do a and d po- I'm on a and d podcast now. Is it, it hasn't launched yet, has it? It hasn't launched okay. yet, okay. Um, but uh, it's called Quest Quest, the quest for a quest. <laughs> and it's Yay. just with some friends in the office, and so she knows I do a and d podcast. And so I mentioned something about, like, oh, I'm going to go record. Uh, and she's like, oh, I, I should listen. And I was like, no! Oh, man. <laughs> no. If she's listening to this one. No, she's not. It's she, fine by me. I don't care. Uh, I don't care. She needs Stay to away know. from my dog. Oh, <laughs> So, uh, now what? That brought down the room. Yeah. Well, now we're going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a fucking incredible story, Trin. Keep that one in your back pocket for whenever. Yeah, thanks. Um, I'll tell it at bars probably the rest of my life. Yeah, that's definitely a good bar story. Like, hey, do you want to hear a story about the worst thing a therapist has ever said to me? Yes. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is, y'all. I uh, wish I could. I had a video of what your face was doing in that moment. What is it? Can you show me real quick? No, in the moment, in the moment, in the moment, like oh, okay. at, at therapy. So no, I can't. I wasn't oh, there. Yeah, I I can, you meant, as like, she was, was telling you this, I can kind of picture you like squinting and. I was doing this, so um, I'll narrate what I'm doing. I nodded slowly and like I kept my eyebrows up and my and I lo- had a, a gentle look of disbelief. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, is it disbelief because what a great thing you did? Also, can, can we can we make fun of the fact that she's decided to try to convince me that people, people are, are good? Yeah, lost in all of this at is... heart. Like, how self-righteous do you have to be to say, I don't mean to toot my horn, which is the phrase she used to start up this story. But let me tell you about but this beep, really beep. good thing I did to toot. <laughs> that is so bizarre. I know. I'm just moving on, moving on, and, and it's okay. We're moving on to, to better, bigger and better things. Speaking of moving on, we've got a podcast. Yeah, we do. We've got a podcast to record. Okay. And this episode is about uh, having a degree in communications. Not really, though. It's yeah, about, it is. It, kind of. It's about uh, communication styles, and sometimes people have different kinds of them. Yes. <laughs> Such as sometimes your love language is stealing a dog yeah. and tying it to somebody's doorknob. Sometimes you have self-love language where you use that story to uh, convince your patient in a professional setting that you're the good person. The good person in the world. <laughs> uh, would you like to read the first question, Jen? I'm are, on it. Are we ready? I'm ready. Cool. Dear Jen and Trin, I just discovered your show and love it. Thanks. Thank you. I'm a 21-year-old queer bi man. Lately, I felt rather isolated after moving back to my hometown of Chicago after college. I realized that a big way for me to connect, both platonically and romantically, with people is via touch. I can spend entire days with good friends and still leave feeling unfulfilled, pining to hold hands or to sit close, to lean on each other, and so on. When I was in high school, this seemed to happen naturally, as my good friends and I platonically shared close, close space, cuddled, etc., now that I'm older, I find that I don't know how to ask friends for platonic touch as I never had to verbally ask for it in high school. It just happened. I'm unsure how to ask for this with friends, and I'm especially not wanting friends to think I'm hitting on them and don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. It's leaving me feeling withdrawn and melancholy, despite having great friends who care deeply about me. Do you have any tips for how to communicate this? All right. So, 
Chicago is generally not a touchy-feely place. It's truly not. That is a really good point, Trent. Yeah, we are uh, the city of big shoulders that we keep as close to our own bodies as possible so as to not brush up against somebody accidentally. Chicago is truly the third coast. Yes. We aren't rude like they are on the East Coast. Sorry, East Coasters, but it's true. But you're rude. But you're freaking rude. You're mean. Yeah, every East Coaster I know is rude. (laughs) And honestly, I I think it's just the, uh, like, so I mentioned that LaGuardia is the uh, dark side cave, and I think that it's just radiating negative force to the entire East Coast. It's the anus of the country. It is. Yeah, crusty Uh, one. Yeah, gross. Dookie crumbs. So, and and then California, you're like, Frickin' friendly as heck, right? I don't know. I, I think they do like to touch each I think other there. Seem, that always seems a little touchy, sunshiny place of touching and feel. Like, you wear less clothes. Yeah, you vitamin can, D. You can see their skin and other people's D. There's a lot of beaches. Yeah, bikinis. This all sounds so bad. Ugh, <laughs> gross, <laughs> gross. Uh, so in here, in between them, we have Chicago. And what we do in Chicago is we make eye contact and smile, but we don't mm. ever talk. We make short, gentle eye contact. We glance at each other, and our lips do this thing where you go, mm. "Yeah." Mm. You might go if you're if you're like, "Here's what we do uh, in in New York." If you're uh, getting on and off the subway, you you push. You literally your hands go to the small of someone's back or shoulders, and you push and shove them. Mm. In Chicago, what happened to me when I was on the L the other day is a man stepped out of the way and let me walk in. There you go. To be fair, it wasn't rush hour. Rush oh. hour is a different story. What I'm saying is in Chicago, when we're in each other's way, we go, oh, oh. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, is such oh. a, a white people yeah, noise. Gotta sneak past you there. Like the lipless, toothless, oh. uh, like <laughs> smile, like, mm. Yep. That then, is such a white people reaction. It is. The half yeah. smile of no teeth. Right. But so we, what we're saying to say all of this is just to say that uh, it, this isn't the best venue for touching, um, uh, but you can make it happen. But just know that culturally, oh, we just dropped a chair. <laughs> just threw a chair over. Threw culturally. <laughs> culturally, this is not the most touchy feely place. However, there are definitely ways to go around this. There are pockets of touchy feely people in the city. And they're called nerds. All right. <laughs> Nerds and geeks love touching. Oh, they are. Have you ever heard of the term glomping? Oh, Trin, I hate this word so much. Glomping. I'm going to look it up. Glomping. Glomp, glomping. If you have heard it, you know. You know. You know. Um, you know. If you haven't, I'm going to read you the definition. Is <laughs> <laughs> a definition online? I'm, I'm so dictionary. excited. To glomp. It is the action of one person lovingly and dramatically attacking another with a hug. It is not sexual. But it's, and then right under that definition, a glomp is often predatory. <laughs> it is. <laughs> a term used extensively in anime culture, as well as online and text. Glomping. So glomping was like a big thing that isn't so much anymore. I want to say that the, the heyday of glomping was like five years ago. And it was like people would shout glomp and then they would pile on somebody. And it was the worst. <laughs> So I feel like nerd culture has had this backlash to that, which is good, where we are hyper-consent now. Like, instead of shouting glomp, we'll be like, hey, I'm across the room. I want to jump on you with a hug. That cool? And people will be like, yeah, yeah. And then they'll jump and it'll be great. Walk slowly over here. Right. Like, Penny Arcade Expo uh, has a giant pile of uh, disgusting beanbag chairs on the ground that everybody lies on so that they can, like, lay on each other and play Pokemon Go together. When you told me this for the first time before I went to PAX, I thought you you and Max were... 
making a joke. No, like, we oh, we'll go, on, we'll go to the bean bags. Don't wash your hands after those. No, and I was like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Oh, there they are. There there it they really are. is a sea of bean bags that nerds can sit on and touch each other. Yes. So, and uh, the in conclusion of this seg- segue in this uh, this question is, if you are a nerd, this is going to be way easier for you because nerds are like all about hugging and stuff. I know that it feels weird to ask, but I think that you can make it adorable. A great example is my buddy Maya and I are not touchers, but we are affectionate. And one of the things we discovered is that we don't want to hug. And we don't want to hold hands, but what we do love is headbutting each other. That is so cute. So uh, it all started one day where I was talking to Maya and they were making an incredible point about something. And I go, Maya, I'm just so happy you're here. May I gently headbutt you on your head? And they said, yes. Yes, you may, Trin. And then we headbutted. So this is a very clearly non-sexual form of affection. Forehead to forehead, like unicorns. <laughs> like un- unicorns can't touch forehead to forehead. Oh, the, the, the tips of the horns. Yeah. Like the E.T. finger thing. Your horns are touching. Horny. No. No. We <laughs> establish it's not. <laughs> no, Trin. No. No hornies. No glomping, no hornies. What's You had a Tumblr story about touching. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So what I wanted to express to this person is that you are a physical and tactile person, and that is fine. Trin and I talk a lot on the show about do not, no touchy. No, ta- no don't, don't even, no. don't even think about it. But we are invoking uh, what is known as hyperbole. Uh, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're, so you a communications major and I and creative writing major yeah. would know what hyperbole means. Yeah, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. <laughs> Maybe those laymen might not yeah. understand. Yeah. Hyperbole. Could you please explain, Jen? <laughs> it means when you exaggerate a lot. For dramatic effect. Yeah. This reminds me of this time when I was in English class in high school, and there was this kid, Brett, who was so fucking smart, but also, like, really goddamn dumb. And, <laughs> and he was the best. Um, but he could never fucking remember how to pronounce anything. So hyperbole was hyperbole. Yes. Synecdoche was synodoche. And uh, one time... That's we, a hard one. Synodoche is pretty amazing. That's really great. And one time we were reading... Um, what's it called? Um, the Ghost of Christmas... Oh, Christmas Carol. Yeah. And uh, he referred to himself, his character, as Ebenzer Scrooge. <laughs> and... <laughs> oh, I love it. Anyway, uh, that is just a sidebar. Hyperbole. So, t- so hyperbole is dramatic effect. We don't mean you should never touch another human being ever again. What we mean is um, you, you can ask and be very conscious. Like, okay, I saw this thread on Tumblr once that had like a million notes. And uh, it started with a bunch of people reblogging each other. And it said, like, I love resting my legs across my friend's lap. It makes me feel loved. And then someone else reblogged and said, like, I love it when my friends play with my hair. And then after a long string of this, someone reblogged. I don't love any of this. Friends, I love you. Do not touch me. And no one is wrong here. As long no. as consent is happening, mm-hmm. no one, no, nothing is wrong here. And I actually think it's very cool that you recognize something about yourself and are conscious of how it impacts other people. Like, wow, what a concept. That never happens. Yeah. Wow. You're, you're like 20 steps ahead of most people. Yes. But your people are out there. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned that you are a dude. Yes. A bisexual dude. I would suggest trying this stuff with your male friends first, simply because... You are a man, which is fine. We are okay with it. Yeah. 
but women have different boundaries because uh, we are typically smaller uh, and we are more fearful of men for and, reasons. And I'm afraid someone's going to toss me around like a football. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Um, so so uh, we have a dude in our office who is constantly just giving other men back massages because that's how he gets his touchy feels in. Uh, and that that and that is totally fine. I think that starting with one of those um, non-typical forms of affection, I think, will be easier for you. Well, the headbutt, the back rub, uh, the um, oh, the up, elbow rub. I, yeah, the elbow tap. Come up with um a good because uh, this will be fun too. A handshake. Like, oh, like, a secret handshake. Yeah, secret handshake. Oh, I've had a secret handshake with um, my very good friend, um, perhaps best male friend, for over 10 years now. Learn or learn the handshake from the parent trap, the one that the <laughs> butler does with one of the Lindsay Lohans. That's a really good idea. Is it, they have a spin, don't yeah, they? They have it, a spin in yeah. there? Yeah. You can't if you have a secret handshake that doesn't include a spin, I don't understand what you're doing with yourself in your life. <laughs> Like, why have a secret handshake if you're not going to make it fancy? What are we even here for? Just quit the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Start, you, start over. Get in your car. Drive <laughs> until you see water. Get out of the car. Walk. Walk. Start tilling the land. That tilling is a joke. Land? That is uh, a joke from another podcast, and I'm not going to tell people what it was. Just if you know what it's from. Is it from a McElroy show? No. Oh, wow. It's not. Uh, just, they, there are podcasts that aren't McElroy yeah, shows? Yeah, there are. Get the fuck out of uh, here. And if you know what that is, uh, tweet me about it so we can be like, that was good, Jen. But I can be like, thank you. Okay, anyway. So you're, you're not wrong for wanting to touch people. I mean, and, and I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this. In fact, Google it. But I'm almost positive that human touch is one of the components that you need for a healthy life. And and I said human touch, but I think that it's just touch in general. Because, mm-hmm. like, I get a lot of um, emotional stability out of being able to pick up my cat and squeeze him. Yeah. If I've had a rough day, what I say to my partner is, I'm going to sit on the couch and you're going to put the dog on me. <laughs> Her dog is, like, 90 pounds. 70. Too. She's huge. Yeah. She's a, she's a big girl. She got... A big old she's, thick she's booty. Got a, she's got a big old butt. She got a butt. When we got her, she was 38 pounds, and now she's 70 pounds, and all of it is butt. And love. And love. <laughs> um, anyway, Trin, what, what's our advice here? I forget. So I would say um, non-typical touching uh, is easier to ask for, I think, than a hug. Oh, yeah. You know, like, can I give you a gentle headbutt? Can we just rub our elbows together? I want to show you that I love you. You know, making it silly. Can and we link arms as we walk to the bar together? Oh, my God. Can we link arms and do the walk from Hocus Pocus together? Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure that there are many examples you can think of. Um, but adding a, an element of silliness makes it more platonic, I think. And hugs are one of those things that, like, you feel like you're trapped. Uh, and a headbutt is your whole body is free, but it's a very intimate feeling to kind of put your heads together, you know? Oh, it's so cute. Trin, we did it recently. Yeah. You said, I just did something cool or good. I can't remember what the situation was because it happens so often. Oh, thank But you, you came over to my desk and you go, can we touch foreheads? And I was like, yeah. I, first, I wonder what I did. Yeah. It was probably cool and good. Yeah, it was. Um, congratulations on being bisexual. It's like one of the best things a person can be. Yeah, congrats. Congrats. I almost wore my um, my shirt that said, I like my men how I like my women. That's the joke. I'm a bisexual. It's a great sweatshirt. I did not wear it. It is a little too warm, uh, but congrats on that. And I think that's that's about anything, uh, all of it. I mean, you're, you're thinking you've got consent in mind. You've got the feelings of the other people in mind. 
it's okay to want to have uh, physical touch. And uh, I think you can you can do it. Don't glomp. The end. No glomping. Next question. Sure. Why the fuck not? You read it. No, please. Okay. <laughs> hey, Jen and Trin. Here's my question. My best friend and I have pretty different needs relationally. I'm a text every day or two kind of person, and she's a text every week or two kind of person. We don't live in the same city, so texting and Skyping are our main forms of connecting. I've tried to bring up the issue in the past, but I often end up feeling needy and nothing changes. Do you have any advice on how to approach the topic, or should I just alter my expectations? Thank you for being so charming. You're welcome for being so charming. And then this love, is my favorite part. So it also says sent from my iPhone, <laughs> which is great because this is about text. Yeah. So your question was, do I just alter my expectations or do I approach the topic? And to be clear, the asker is the person that wants to text more often. Yes. Uh, so I think it's going to be end up being a combination of both. Like you are going to want to have another conversation and you're also going to have to alter your expectations. Right. Like, if texts don't work for her, then something else could. There are many other forms of communication that will work totally fine. So uh, an example is my buddy who lives across the country. We will occasionally just mail each other shit. Like, like there'll be like a five-cent sticker that I found in the office that I thought it was funny, and I'll throw it in an envelope, put his address on it, and mail it over. And something tactile and real like that can sometimes feel more meaningful than a text. And it's also a completely different form of communicating. And there's also a really cute way to initiate this, which is to say, will you be my pen pal? Adorable. Yeah. 2018, I want to send more letters and shit in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. Say it like that. It is the best getting stuff in the mail from your friends. It's pretty great. Especially, um, I don't know, maybe postcards? Friendshippingpostcards.com. Have, have you ever heard of those? I, the friendshippingstore.com. Tell your friends you care for $25 plus shipping. <laughs> Uh, but but really, you can also just mail them a letter and start it that way and say, hey, this is me starting um, us being pen pals. Are you cool with that? Send me a letter back. Play a game back and forth. Oh, my God. That's so cute. Oh, my gosh. What if they took a crossword puzzle and like filled out a few and then e and then mailed it back? Yeah, you almost said email. I almost <laughs> said email, but don't do that because that'll just be too fast. Do you remember that one time in the old office and you mocked me forever when I said when you emailed a physical letter, I said the phrase emailed a letter. Do you remember this? Is no. this coming back to you at all? Okay, at all. I said something really dumb and you tweeted it. <laughs> sounds, As friends do. I mean, that sounds right. As friends do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I said, I'm going to email you this bill in the mail. Yeah. yeah it was something like that. It was something like you were you meant that you were going to mail it. Yeah. But you're like, I'm going to email you, but like physically. Yeah, I couldn't think of what that could but possibly be. And now here I am on top of a postcard empire. <laughs> Oh, okay. I've grown so much. <laughs> okay, we can help. We can stop talking about me now. I hate stopping talking about you, but I agree. <laughs> I hate having stopping. <laughs> uh, but one of the good things about physical mail is that it adds a sense of obligation to return the the favor. And I know that's that hilarious. Usually, obligation is bad. Yeah. However, if your friend is leaving you feeling unreciprocated. If your friend is not being close in the way that you would like, I think you need to be a little mean. Yeah, shame them a little. Shame them a little bit. It's like, yeah, whatever. My friend shamed me recently for not getting back to her. And like, and it hurt. <laughs> I'll be real. I had my feelings hurt, but we resolved it. But at the same time, you probably are glad to know that there's something that you can do to make them feel more loved. 
No. Oh, no. No, I'm totally kidding. That's absolutely true. The cool thing is we resolved it. We talked about a way to compromise. Oh, what was the compromise? Uh, I'll be better about responding, and she'll be more understanding. And that's exactly what we're telling this listener. Because I, I think that, and this is a piece of advice we've given before, but extremely relevant, that when people who don't text do text, you have to translate that as being more weighty than somebody who texts all the time. Oh, that is such a good point. Like, it is a bigger deal for this person to pick up their phone. Because we all have different relationships with our phone. Absolutely. Yeah. But, and um, I, So, here's a cute little story. Oh. Oh. Um, my, oh. my goddaughter, Delia, who's precious, and she's seven, um, she's not a big hugger. But she hugs me. And I just assumed that she was just obligated to hug everybody. But it turns out she just likes to hug me. And every time she hugs me, I'll be like, I'll hug her back by tapping her because I don't really like touching kids at all. Uh, <laughs> because they're covered in germs. I was going to say, because you will immediately get the flu. One, because they're covered in germs. And two, because I think that uh, that's a good way for children to grow up with a healthy understanding of um, the obligation of touching other people is, is to be a little bit distant. So I have to translate that as being very, very meaningful because as a person who doesn't hug, that is that has a lot of weight to it. So so please do something similar, which is when she texts, she fucking means it. That's like four texts. Yeah. That counts yeah, the yeah. same. Yeah. That's yeah. really smart. And the, and the other thing is like when she does text you, what is it like? Because if it's LOL G2G. That means uh, lots of love. <laughs> Good to grind. <laughs> Jen I'm spreading misinformation <laughs> Lots of love good to grind So the first asker should send that <laughs> To all his friends But um, ask her to elaborate So if she's texting you with like an update on her life And she says I miss you all this stuff Then okay we're in a good place So the, try to be more understanding But if it's like a shitty Five emojis and an acronym text Then you can text back saying something like You and in your voice, obviously, I know you're not much of a texter, but it would be so meaningful to me if you could elaborate more in your text. Give me something. Give me a little more. Give me an update on your life. Right. Don't just emoji me, bitch. <laughs> Don't just emoji me, bitch is the title. <laughs> <laughs> Can we put bitch in the title? I think that that's fine. Okay. I think we've done that before. Yeah. Do you remember? What's that one, Karen? I feel like. Oh, bitch, I own three swords. Bitch, you, I own three swords. You named that one. Yeah. I wasn't there for that. I washed my hands of this. I don't know why, but I'm loving bitch lately. It's back in it's back in vogue. We couldn't say it for a long time. We shouldn't it was but we've we've reclaimed it. Do you know what happened? It was that one tweet that ended with my good bitch. <laughs> and now I can't yes. stop saying it. Oh, I say it all the time now. My good yeah. bitch is such a beautiful phrase. Yeah. Probably, I mean, it's like cellar door. One of the most beautiful phrases in the English language is my good bitch. My good bitch. Just got a good, <laughs> like, like you could say it in a variety of accents and it would sound, yes, my good bitch. You know? <laughs> my good I bitch. I pictured you saying that to a fancy dog. I, <laughs> <laughs> a poodle. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk uh, scripts and stuff? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Some things you can say other than, what's up, my good bitch? <laughs> which is, one of them would be what we just talked about, which is, hey, yo, hey, hey, my, my, yo, yo. Yeah. When you text me back, that's a song. When you text me, can you give me a little bit more? Yeah. Bring I'm, it in. I'm curious what your life looks like because I have no idea and you never post on Instagram. So give me something here. Yeah. And you never post on Instagram. That's something I said to my brother. I love that. Yeah. I was like, you stopped posting Instagram and I want to see, I want to see your shit. I want to know what's going on. Yeah. 
you've and also you've had this conversation with your friend before, so I don't think you need to be subtle anymore. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So I think that if you had been saying things like, oh, Jen, I just want a little more Jen in my life. I'd don't say like, that uh, anymore. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't know what you're asking. But what, how about how about instead? I'd be like, Jen, I feel a little distant from you. Can you like send me a picture of your dog and tell me how her poops have been going? Oh, I'd love to. See, like even be, so being more specific, I think, is also really helpful. Yeah. How is your new job? How is your roommate? How is your new apartment? Right. Give me the shit. I am nosy. I want to know. I want to get my little hands. I want to know what's going on. Your little hands? I'm a picture of your raccoon. Oh, <laughs> Get my little hands in your trash. Yeah. <laughs> I need a... Whoa. <laughs> the air conditioning came on and scared the shit out of both of us. It felt like the studio was lifting off. Yeah. <laughs> Ian, if that's funny, can you leave it in? We'll, leave you, we'll let you decide if it was funny or not. You know what it sounded like? It sounded like a transformer, like, going into car mode. <laughs> <laughs> renowned voice we're, we're actor gonna, Trin Garitano we're gonna open the door and we're gonna be in the sky <laughs> it's like in that the, you know the um uh so you know the Jumanji movie that's not Jumanji it's about a video it's game it's about a video game yeah but the rock is in it but the rock is in it it's like that they open the door and instead of their house it's the jungle ah! <laughs> we're gonna look down we're gonna be looking down at the office and it's gonna be real tiny so this, so uh, another script you can use is, um, I like the idea of offering something so that somebody will offer back. So one of the things that is very useful that I have done in the past is when I introduce somebody, uh, when I introduce myself to somebody, I'll say, Trin Garitano, she, her, which will prompt them to say their name and their pronouns back to me, which is great. So do something like that in you know what? I've been uh, watching uh, Battlestar Galactica every Thursday, and it is just messing my shit up. I've been having crazy fucking dreams. Let me tell you about the Cylons that attack every 33 minutes at night. Oh, I love that episode. It's a great episode. And hopefully that will prompt her to send something similar back. Such as, what is Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> what is a Cylon? Why 33 minutes? That seems like a, a strange amount of time. And then you go into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing you can do is just like, because we mentioned male as an option. Male? Yes. Not men. Yeah. Male. It took me a second. Male. <laughs> Physical male. Yeah. Post, po- postage. Yes. We talked about postage. Um, what if there's something else you can do, like um, watch something together over Skype? Oh, that's sweet. Um, if you set up something regular, even if it's like once a month, you watch a mini series. And and it's almost like a book club. You've got to pick the miniseries beforehand. That's awesome. Yeah, Lynn yeah. and I watch uh, Project Runway or Project Runway All-Stars together every mm. Thursday. And if we can't physically be together, we do what we call live blog it to each other. Or we just text all of our reactions back and forth. It's awesome. That's beautiful. Tim Gunn is great. Tim Gunn is great. Project Runway All-Stars is really good this season. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. I've been doing um, Flasher Days. Which sounds like weird. What? Um, so I watched The Flash on Saturdays with my brother. Oh, that's awesome. And it's, and it's a lot of fun. And we don't talk other <laughs> than when he comes over for like six hours yeah. to just watch The Flash. And that is how we communicate. That's awesome. But so much like you with the text messages, I weigh that time I spend with my brother, even if we're barely talking and we're just kind of in the same room together. I weigh that very heavily because he's a very quiet person. So, again, it's a combination between it's not you necessarily changing your expectations, but changing the way you translate how she communicates with you. 
That's awesome. I think that's great advice. Is that everything? Yeah, I think we covered it. Do we want to do, we could do a third question. Uh, I want to do this third question because I think our answer will be pretty, pretty clear. Clean oh, and cut. yeah, this one. Yeah. Should I read it? Oh, boy, J&T. This is my favorite nickname we've ever gotten. It's really cute. The the asker addressed us as J&T. Oh. Ooh. But. What? What? Oh, what I were was going to say? I was going <laughs> to say something different, which is I wanted to just take a moment to thank all three of our askers for providing their pronouns. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, keep doing that. It makes things a lot easier on us. Oh, boy, J&T. <laughs> Do I need some help with this one? Oh, boy. You must be from Minnesota. Oh, boy. My best friend, whom I've known since high school, had her first baby last June. She has just started a group text with 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, and she sends us at least one, if not two or three, pictures of her son a day. I love my friend. I love her baby. But I don't know how much longer I can take 10 plus texts a day of heart eye emojis and aww texts from strangers. Most of the people in the group text, I believe, are her in-laws who live across the country and don't get to see them often. So I understand why she's sending so many photos. But today they just started having a conversation about the weather and the state they live in, and I just don't care. Mm-mm. I know my friend would be devastated if I asked her to take me off the group text, and I don't want to give a new mom one more thing to do by asking her to send the photos to me separately. Though, if I'm being 100% honest, I don't really want daily pictures of her son. I don't want daily pictures of anything. <laughs> I'm also a little bothered that she didn't ask me about this before doing it. I'm a relatively private person, and I don't love the idea of my phone number being available to a bunch of people I don't know. How could I approach this with minimal hurt feelings, or am I doomed to 18 years of the Daily Munchkin as my friend has dubbed the thread? <laughs> so, we're going to go through this step by step by step, but first off, first off, the first thing you should do is <gasps> mute it! Just mute the fucking thread. you got to mute this thread. I will argue it is necessary to mute this yes. thread for... You got to do it. You have to. I have muted group texts for so much less than this. I don't have any group texts that I haven't muted at this point. I mean, how do you exist? How do you study? How do you Mm -hmm. go to work? How do you listen to music if you don't mute your group texts? I'm in a group text with um, two of my oldest friends and we fill it like every day. And if I'm in a meeting, I like I can't be glancing at my phone or I shouldn't be. I probably am anyway, but I don't want to be. So you have to mute it. I'm, I'm opening up. So on an iPhone... The way that you do this is you'll you'll go to the group text, and I, if you have an Android, then God help you, but yeah, Google it. Just Google it. it. Um, hit the little eye in the corner, and then scroll a little bit down, and it says, hide alerts, leave this conversation. So, you can leave the conversation. I can tell your finger's going to hover over that button. Um, or you can hide alerts. I would say, let's dabble with hiding alerts before we leave the conversation. I think that it's a good move. I definitely agree with that. Do you, will they be alerted if you leave the conversation? Uh, I think it will. I think a little thing comes up that says so and so has left the conversation at this timestamp. It tells yeah. you exactly when. <laughs> Don't do that yet. Yeah. Um, so I would say mute the conversation, and that that is fine uh, because uh, I just wet my nose on my sleeve. Because the sorry. other thing is that you will know that you won't miss anything important. You're not muting t- all the text from your friend. You're not blocking her number. You're just muting that section. I think that's perfectly acceptable. Yes. And I understand why you're annoyed that you were added to this group text without your permission. Uh, first of all, 14 people is a huge amount. Too much. 14 people that you don't, 13 other people you don't know? Mm-mm. Too much. It. There is a part of me that just wants to point out that you're obviously part of of her family. Which is beautiful. Very sweet that you are involved. You're involved now. Or you were added accidentally. Yeah. 
<laughs> no. No, they made it clear that it wasn't. I just think that that would My, be funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That would be such a good twist if you brought this up to your friend and they went, oh, I had no idea you were on that. That's incredibly fucking oh, funny. Man. But I think that, yes, try to feel complimented by the fact that she added you. Also, I totally understand feeling a little violated by the fact that all these people have your number. Trust me, they have no fucking idea who you are. Or how to use their phones. Or the, And they also don't care. Yeah. Unless you start adding the baby's pictures, unless you start having kids, these people don't care. I agree. There's nothing that says your name. They just have this series of seven numbers that are meaningless to them. So, one, chill out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> chill out just a little I bit. I think that's my, yeah, just a tiny bit. Chill yeah. out. And you're not wrong. When, when we say chill out, we're not just like, dude, dude, dude. We're more like, okay, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, right. If we felt really strongly, oh, we would tell you. <laughs> yes. Don't worry. <laughs> you know. Um, I will say I laughed a little. At, am I doomed to 18 years of the Daily Munchkin, as my friend has dubbed the thread? The Daily Munchkin sounds like a threat. It does. Like, oh, God, every day. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, I think you have to I think you have to weigh what's important here. Is it worth Having this conversation with your friend, is it worth bringing up? You, I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. So I think that if you want to remove yourself from the thread, don't ask. What you, this is my opinion. I think that this is a way to go. You can text your friend and say, hey, you know what? I can't handle a bunch of texts right now because I'm getting a lot of texts from work, texts from my family. And it makes me think that something's wrong when I see a bunch of alerts. So I'm, I'm going to leave this text conversation. It's not because I don't want to see the pictures. It's just because it triggers something in me, which is true for me. And I've done this before. Oh, absolutely. That's a very reasonable thing. And it doesn't make you sound like a dick who doesn't want to see pictures. It you makes can... you sound like someone who is being reasonable. Exactly. Uh, I'll, I'll see you on Instagram or I'll see you on Facebook. I mean, if I had the opportunity to talk to your friend, I would say that a group text was really not the way to go ever. And you should consider doing a private Facebook group of pictures, which a few of my friends have done for their kids, which is an amazing idea because people can opt in. Um, yeah. In-laws are so fucking bad at Facebook. They're really bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw your note at the end. The mute without shame. Oh, yeah. Mute without shame. That's definitely our first piece of advice before you leave it muted for a week and see how things go. See how, how many hours you get back of your life. But like ultimately, you can leave the thread. I would, but I would say tell your friend first. Absolutely tell your friend tell, first. Don't ask. Yes. Don't say, would you mind if I left the thread? Or then, then they'd be like, what? What? Why? It's not a conversation. It's you are telling them that this is the best way for you to interact with them and their baby. And that, and I, I know I, I was like, oh, it just makes me feel like work is going crazy. I feel that way. I think it'd be very reasonable for you to feel that way, even if it's a lie. This is a white lie situation you for can sure. Lie. You yeah. can lie. Lie. Lie your ass off. <laughs> Nobody needs the Daily Munchkin. <laughs> Honestly, I have like two friends that I would be all on board with a Daily Munchkin. Um, but like any time my mom has added me to any text chain in my life, I have had regrets. Anytime. Yeah. It's not a good idea. Group texts are bad and everyone should stop. No, my group thread with my two oldest friends is like my, my the best thing in my life. Wow. It's a good thing. That's really cute. Yeah, Jen. It's really good. We talk a lot. 
I actually I'm on a, a text a group text with all my Canadian friends, so they're all very far away. So it's fun for me to be in there. Two things that Trin and I have in common about those group texts: they're both muted. They're both yeah. yeah. Yoshi sounds is what we call it because I have this video of all of us trying to make the Yoshi sound. Adorable. Which I don't even know what it sounds like. What does Yoshi sound like? <laughs> That's a that's a murloc from World of Warcraft. Anyway, mute the thread, and if you need to leave it, just lie your ass off. Get out of there. Make sure she knows it's not about her. It's not about her baby. It's about the alerts on your phone. Your feelings are normal, but also dude chill. Exactly. That's exactly what I wanted to say. Is there anything else? No. This has been friendshipping with Jen and Trin. <laughs> You can follow us on Twitter at Do Friendship. You can, uh, oh, you can go to our friendshipping store at thefriendshippingstore.com. You can email us your questions at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. We're excited to tell you that in a few months, we'll probably have a new website that looks good and makes sense. <laughs> you could actually use it on mobile, maybe. Okay, that would be the dopest. Yeah, I've heard mobile is getting more popular. I love our, our store website. I honestly think it's our simple cast that needs a little update. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, merge our store and our podcast page at some point. Eh. We're just warning you. It's about something that might happen in 2021. <laughs> Uh, thank you to Lauren Gallagher for all your design work. Thank you to Alex Cox for making the studio work. Thank you to Molly Lewis for our theme song. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. And just thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem.